The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Or you have, to, or not yesterday. This is not even his show from Saturday. This is an educational video. He wasn't on Saturday. Uh, I guess he was traveling there. doing. They're doing some stuff, I think, in Michigan or something, or Ohio, somewhere there. I don't know what the schedule is. You can see the schedule, though, if you want to go to sonslibertymedia.com. You can click there, and you can find out where he is and what times and places and all that other stuff. Okay, um, <clears throat> that That's there, and it'll be there up until 3 today. I'll just leave it at that. At 3 o'clock, it'll change to something. 
a live show or an educational video. Let me leave it that way. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Yes, it's still got Saturdays up on my browser here, even though my other browser shows it the way it's supposed to be. That's where we're at. Click the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then rumble icon. Bottom right-hand corner will take you to the chat, which is on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's our channel on Rumble. Please subscribe to the channel. would love to have you over there as well. Uh, a few friends over there who do comment, although we get... It shows a lot of views. I, you know, I don't know what to believe about views anymore. Anyway, so I, know, I just don't focus on them. Okay, I just, I don't focus on that. Uh, there are people in the chat. I know people are there. I know people are listening on the radio and things. And, you know, God has whoever He wants to have hear it, and I'm fine with that. Okay, if it's two of you, I'm fine with that. I really am. Look, I, I've been, uh, I planted a church. I know what it's like to preach to, you know, two or five or ten people or whatever, and I know what it's like to preach to hundreds, a couple of hundred people. So, I. That stuff just doesn't bother me. Uh, it really doesn't. Anyway, you can join us there. We're also live on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. We're on uh, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. We're also on uh, before it's uh, I did before it's news Facebook. A couple of Facebook pages bearing my name, personal and and public, and then also Twitch at the Real Tim Brown, Twitter at the Real Tim Brow two. Uh, brow, leave off the end, put a two there, you're good to go. Right up under where we're live, you can sign up for our newsletter. We appreciate you doing that. Well, you get that once a day. If you want our weekly uh, ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up for that. Our donate button is also available. Uh, click on that, and you can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. I have forgotten since Saturday what our special is in the store. I will have it in the archive, a link for that. It's a couple of dollars off. It's a T-shirt. I'm wanting to say it's the price. It is. It is the price T-shirts again. Uh, the, no promo code needed. You can just go in there. You can get it, and the discount's already applied for your donation. Uh, that's in the Sons of Liberty uh, media store there. Uh, let me run in here real quick because I set up, actually, when I was telling you that we were on Before It's News, I set it up early so I had to turn it off. Uh, so we got that. So, yeah, now there's a question here um, in the chat this morning. Yes, the pre-show music. And I, I just love this rendition. Um, this guy, Dan Vasks, uh, young guy, uh, I watched his video. He was, I think he was uh, auditioning for this band, I don't know, a Dragon Force, something like that. Uh, I went back and watched it because I watched another of his videos, uh, some songs that he did. Guy's got a range on him and a very powerful voice. Anyway, kind of took me back. This guy said one of my influences was Petra. So, yeah, it was Petra here uh, at the pre-show, um, and they are with him. Uh, John Schlitt, we're, we're trying to get John on the show. Pastor Casper has contact with him. I, I wanted to see if we could get him on the show. And then John Lowry of Petra, who plays the keyboards, uh, we're doing that cover with him. So this is, you know, Beyond Belief was an album back in like the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Um, and uh, I, I love that rendition of it. I really do. The the mixture of voices and, uh, yeah, sorry. I, that's my that's my style of music. <laughs> that's my style of music. When I told to Bradley, um, <clears throat> he gave me some of the, the music uh, to use for the radio show that was prior to the Setting Brush Fires. And I told him, I said, I love the music, but the the Limp Biscuit thing, like all the rapping in it, going with hard rock, I, that kind of, I, I, that's not my style. Uh, I like the sort of hair band style of music, the sound of whatever. I, I know a lot of it's got bad lyrics, I get it, but I'm talking about the style of the music. Uh, that's, that's me. Anyway, with that said, um, got several things today that we're going to touch on, and... Um, 
you know, I, I hear a lot, uh, and, and we've had some, some of the um, reports on this whole idea of nuclear stuff, right? Um, there's a part of me, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, uh, you guys know how I feel about the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Luke, uh, Luke 21, Mark 13. I believe that is clearly in the context, there's no debate, there, there isn't any debate. That is about what's coming on Jerusalem, no question about it. No question about it. Comes right after. And Jesus tells them what, when it's going to happen. He's, I mean, he's just he's explicit as to when that's going to happen. Can we draw application from it? Yes, yes, we can. And part of what I see in the application is I hear wars and rumors of wars. Now, could we have a nuclear thing? Yeah, and Tim be wrong, and that's fine. But I think a lot of people get worked up over that rather than worked up over the tyrants who are wanting to fight each other. And again, I've said, let's get the tyrants in government and let's put them in a, a real WWE cage match, one they can't fake. You guys want to kill everybody? You want to kill each other? All right, go ahead. You do it and leave the rest of us alone. We'll let you do it. Yeah, that's my thought on it. If they're not going to repent, put them in a cage match, let them fight it out to the death and leave the rest of us, whether we're Russian or Chinese or Saudi Arabian or Iranian or U.S. or whatever we are, leave us alone. We don't want to be involved in your nonsense. We want to be left alone. Maybe that's the only way we're going to actually deal with it is to deal with the tyrants in our own backyard, which is what I've said all along. Which is, by the way, we're working on, <clears throat> I've got a uh, commercial that, may get out on Red State Talk Radio, we'll see, um, for Tactical Civics. And this is something that I've, you know, you guys know, I'm involved in it. And I think it's a thing of the people have been dumbed down. We, we don't know what we don't know, and we don't know how to go about fixing the problems that we have in the culture. We, don't, we just don't know how to fix them. And Tactical Civics, to me, lays out a plan, unlike the QAnon sense who tells you to trust a plan that you don't even know what it is, Tactical Civics lays it out, and again, I don't know if we're going to have the time to do all those points, but the, but the things you will learn in there are very good for whether we fix things in D.C., we abolish things in D.C., we secede, whatever the case may be, there are things that you will need to know in either case, so you can do your duty, okay? That's, that's why I promote it. I really do. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things I want to do. And then we're going to get into the show today uh, as far as the topic. This, this guy, Justin Trudeau Castro, I want you to listen to what this guy said. And these people let this little punk, this little silver spoon in his mouth brat do this to the people of Canada. Listen to, listen to what he has to say. In May... Our government introduced measures to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. Today, our national freeze on handguns is coming into force. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. We have frozen the market for handguns in this country, and our ban on imports that took effect in August remains in place. This 
is one of the strongest actions we've taken on gun violence in a generation. This is not about gun violence. This is about overlording the citizens. This has nothing to do with stopping gun violence. I'm going to tell you why. Who's got the guns? How many stories are we going to read out of Canada where the cops, where the military, where their, their troops that they fly in UN, uh, from the United Nations, like they did back in, in January and February, how many of them are we going to read about where they're brutalizing the people? Let me tell you something, Canadians. Listen very carefully. This is your time. There is no more backing against the wall. You're up against it. We're going to be in that situation pretty soon, although my suspicions is, is that because the United States is made up of 50 individual sovereign countries, that some people are going to say, no, nah, we're not having any of it. When old Joe comes down with the same thing, and he will, we're not going to have any of it. People of Canada, we're behind you. If there's something we can do to help you with it, our backs are on the wall, are going to be up against that wall too soon. It's no longer going to be talk. It's not going to be showing off your favorite AR. It's not going to be talking about how big and bad you are on the keyboard and how much stuff you got and everything. It's going to be at the front door. We've said this before, right? Out of the book of Amos. It's going to be at your front door. Canadians, it's at your front door. This little jerk right here just told you you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't transfer your firearms. It means you can't hand them down to your kids either. What good are they? Let me say it the way our forefathers said it. Tree of Liberty's got to be what? It's got to be fed with the blood of tyrants and patriots. From time to time, right? I know, I'm paraphrasing. I forgot the middle word there. But the point is, you get it. I'm just saying what's going to happen. They're going to come to your house with guns. They're going to come to your house with guns. What are we prepared to do? I'm going to tell you what we're prepared to do here. And that is tactical civics. Learning what we've got to do bringing in members of men. Women are, are welcome to learn some of the stuff too. It's not, it's not that you can't learn it. But the fact of the matter, it is our duty. I'm throwing the responsibility on us as men. It is our duty before God and before man to defend ourselves, to defend our liberty, our families, our neighbors, our communities. So that when it comes to our front door, we've got on speed dial all the men in the community that are part of the militia so that we may defend one another. And if that means around my house, out in the woods and everything else, we got to start putting men there. When we call, you go to this spot, you go to this spot, and it's surrounded. Then that's what we're going to have. We're going to have to start thinking like a military. That's what we're going to have to start doing because we're dealing with tyrants. And we're dealing with useful idiots within the police force. We are. I'm not, look, you guys know what I said. I'm not trying to broad brush every single individual, but I'm saying the police force as a whole is a problem. Okay, So there's, there's, a, there's Trudeau. I, I'm eager to find out what Canadians' response is going to be. I really am. And then there's this one. Now, this comes out of 
Zhengzhou, I, I guess is how you pronounce it, Z-H-E-N-G-Z-H-O-U. Got this over the weekend. And uh, you guys on uh, the radio, you won't be able to see what's here, but I'm going to kind of tell you what's what the video is. These are people who have been, or they've been detained in China. Why? They tested positive for the convicts. All these people here, they're in a little, I don't know what that is, maybe like a 5 by 5 by how tall is a Chinese person? They're, they're, they're usually short people. Maybe, I'm going to say maybe 6 foot. I, I don't know. 5 by 5 by 6, something like that. It's taller than it is, you know, the square part. They're, they've wrapped these things in like plastic wrap. Now, the interesting thing is the first one you see has a big hole in it. They all have the bottom open. They're in the open air, and these people are quarantined. Yep. It's just, it's surreal. It really is surreal. But again, think about something. The Father has blessed us in the United States of America with something he's not blessed other people with, and that is arms. Arms are the only thing keeping the tyrants at bay here in the United States. And I'm going to tell you what, too many of you, especially in the North, you've allowed them to trample those rights. You've allowed them to trample the law. I can think back to uh, Boston and the Boston bombing and watching as people just like, just let the, the goons in Oh, well, Tim, they were they were our saviors. Uh, the, the boys in blue or the black guys in black, the SWAT teams and everything else, threatening you, get out of your house, and screaming at you, look for this little doe-eyed boy who's a teenager, and they find him beaten and bloodied in, in somebody's boat. But they terrorized the whole neighborhood. They violated the Constitution all over the place. Every one of them, as far as I'm concerned, should be tried, and when they're found guilty, strung up in the public square so none of them do it again. They learn what comes to them. Now, you're going to like that in light of some things I'm going to end on today. You're really going to like that. Tim, you're just bloodthirsty. You know better than that. I've already told you. But I'm telling you what God says. And as a man, I ch look, I shudder and I tremble at the justice that God demands and, and his wrath. I tremble at that. I tremble at that for what's coming on our, you know, our country here in each of the states. Because God's not going to be mocked. We've sowed a bunch of wickedness. What do you think we're going to reap? Hmm? You think we're going to reap righteousness and goodness? That doesn't mean that God can't intervene. But his people are going to have to, and listen, his people are going to have to repent. That's you and me. Those of you who name the name of Christ, we're going to have to be the ones who repent. We can't expect Joe Biden to repent. I don't care if he's Roman Catholic. That's an apostate religion anyway. Think about that, though. Think about that as what's going on. All right, so here's what I want to do. <clears throat> Over the weekend, uh, by the way, uh, let me point you to sonsoflibertymedia.com because I think there's only a few more days, and we had somebody who had the video up, but uh, I want to I want to show this here. Any of you who've not had the privilege 
of reading or hearing, I, I did the audible version of the real Anthony Fauci book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It's, it's very enlightening, uh, more so than even the things that we've put out. Now, it covers some of the things that we put out about Fauci, uh, especially his history, um, how he's been engaged in this. I mean, this guy is a Nazi. There's no question about it. He is a Nazi doctor. That's what this guy is. We're not talking about just the convicts. We're talking about back in like 2012 with the bird flu, and then um, <clears throat> what was the other thing? The the, uh, the the swine flu. Then we go back into the 80s and 90s with the uh, uh, the whole AIDS thing. This guy was pushing the rendezvous of the day that killed them, that killed the people that they were claiming this is a good medicine for you. This guy is knowingly doing it. And I got to tell you, there's a part of me that wonders, is he, is he just doing it for the money? Because I don't think that's what it is. I, I'm just going to tell you. I've watched some interviews with some people who've been convicted for murder, like serial murders. And it's like, how do I, I mean, some of them even expressed that to take another person's life is almost like this rush, like a drug. If you can, if you can believe that, it's. I guess to them, it's this surreal experience, and they want to do it over and over and over. Maybe this is the re. Look, I'm going to tell you something. I, I've been hearing from people about this Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix. You know, it's one thing to understand to see a story, a documentary on something. That's one thing. It's another thing to create a whole TV series as though this is a normal thing. This is an okay thing. And I got a feeling that this Dahmer series is going to impact a lot of people. We're going to start seeing a lot of these copycat stuff. Why? Because people think, oh, I want to try that out. People are already pushed towards that anyway. It's part of God's judgment. Dahmer was a sodomite. He was a cannibal. What does Deuteronomy 28 tell us? Well, it tells us that they're going to eat their own young. They're going to eat other humans. We know this causes all kinds of disease. We saw some of this over in Afghanistan, Syria, and such, where uh, some of the rebels, they were the Al-Qaeda that we created, uh, were over there eating the, their, uh, the hearts of their enemies and stuff, and they were getting this, uh, this disease. I forget what it was, Kuru or Koju or whatever it is. It was affecting their mind. It was making them literally insane. What does God say? Romans 1, 18 and following. He turns them over to a reprobate mind. You guys out there who are involved in LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ stuff, and you want to claim that God loves you the way you are, listen to me very carefully. Go read Romans 1. He says he's turned you over. He shut the door on you. He's turned you over to your own lusts so that you'll dishonor your own bodies. And in dishonoring your own bodies is what you're doing. What are we seeing now? It's to the point where you guys get behind these guys going after little kids. 10, 11, 12 years old. I mean, I'm hearing parents just the most bizarre thing. My child knew they were transgender when they were two years old. Really? Are you that stupid? And if I had a phone line, I'd open it up. Are you that stupid? I'm, I'm sure none of them are listening to this show, but are you that stupid? And when I say stupid, I'm not meaning it as an insult. I mean it as, are you that dull in your thinking and your hearing that you don't recognize the natural order of things? Why in the world 
would parents let a doctor cut the genitals off of their sons? I guess they can add them somehow to a girl. I don't even know how that process works. Or cut their breasts off their daughters at 12, 13, 14 years old. And now we're, thank God, we're having some some young people who are coming out who are quote-unquote detransitioned. There is no transition. You don't tra- That's the lie. You don't transition from a man to a woman. You don't transition from a woman to a man. You, you're, you're mutilating your body because you're confused about the reality. And sadly, many, of, many children out there, their parents don't love them enough to tell them the truth and to correct them. They don't love them enough to correct them on that and say, no, God has made you this way. And this is where you're going to, and I'm going to tell you every day because I love you. And I'm going to show you my love. I'm going to demonstrate, I'm not just going to say it from my mouth. I'm going to demonstrate my love to you. They don't do it. They are without natural affection, even as the Bible says uh, would happen. Paul says it in Timothy. But I want to point you to this one. The Real Anthony Fauci, the best-selling book, is now a free documentary through end of October. Watch it here. Now, we had the video up. I guess the video got pulled. I was just checking it this morning. Uh, but you can click on a link in this, and you can watch it. So if you haven't heard the book, you can at least watch a, I don't think, I think it's about two-hour uh, documentary. And you'll get the gist of it. Otherwise, you're through, I don't know, 24, 25 hours of listening to the book. But... It's a good documentary. I, I highly encourage you to check it out. All right. All right. Now, I want to get to a couple of um, videos and statements because if you remember, what was it? A couple of months ago, we did a we did at least an article. I don't know if we did a show or not on Anthony Fauci saying, I never spoke about lockdowns. I, I never told anybody to lock down anything. And he was lying through his lying teeth. His Nazi fought's teeth. That's what he was doing. Well, now he's saying he had nothing to do with school closures. He's like Burks. Burks and Fauci need to have the trial at the same time, the same hanging at the same time, on the front steps of somewhere, out in the public. It needs to be in the public. And again, I'm not a bloodthirsty guy, but I'm telling you right now, with the people they've deceived in order that they've died or been injured, there needs to be a public execution. I believe in, in due process, so don't. Get, I'm not calling for people to go round somebody up and, and just go kill them or any of this. I believe in due process. Of course, sadly, in our country, due process would, would either let these people off the hook or it would give them a sentence where you and I and all their victims are paying for them three cots in a cot. And that's not justice. Sorry, it ain't justice. You can sit here and cry to me all you want to. With your bleeding heart, it ain't justice, all right? John Miltimore uh, talked about this at the FEE, Foundation for Economic Education, where Fauci is talking about he had nothing to do with school closures. Kind of like he said, I had nothing to do with uh, lockdowns. I I didn't say anything about that. Here's what John had to say. Um, Dr. Fauci's... Recent dodge on school closures is at odds with many of his own statements. The economist John Kenneth Galbraith uh, once quipped, nothing is so admirable in politics as a short memory. (laughs) Yeah. 
The line comes to mind after watching Dr. Anthony Fauci's uh, interview with ABC's Jonathan Carl over the weekend. In the interview, Fauci, the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, was asked whether it was a mistake for schools to remain shut down for so long due to the pandemic. I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking. No, it just says what you mean it, what, what we all know it was. It was a foolish concept for Donald Trump to shut down all the flights. It was a foolish concept to shut down all of the, because there's no authority in the federal government to do so. Shut down the schools, shut down the businesses, tell people they have to wear a mask, they have to be six feet apart, they have to take the jab now. No, it's just foolishness. It's taken out of context that you're asking me the question on, Fauci explained on Sunday. We should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences. Oh, oh, when you do something like that. When you do something like what? Use the word mistake? Or shut down the schools. I love how they use collateral consequences, collateral damage. They talk about it like it's a military operation, and I think that's exactly what it is. A foreign military, but nevertheless a military operation. So he goes on, and uh, let's look at let's look at see what he actually said in this interview. Take a listen. Was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were? I think in some case, I, w I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking. Yeah, me it the makes question. me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Be too high a price. Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids. Yeah, so from far. your shots. But much from less your shots. Population, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children. So it isn't. Oh, goodness. This is the if same. You go idiot. back, and I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open, no one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's you're... get down to the facts. Oh, let, let's get down to the facts. All right, let's let's get down to the facts. When this whole convid stuff came up, who was the who was the one age group that was told? And we and we even had Biden, we had Fauci, we had the rest of them saying the one age group. My wife's up. <laughs> the one age group that we had that the convids didn't affect was children. In fact, Joe Biden was, and I should have pulled this up, Joe Biden was at a town hall meeting where a kid asked him, oh, you don't have to worry about that, honey. <laughs> he did sniff him from afar. Uh, you don't have to worry about it, honey, because it doesn't affect you. This doesn't affect people your age. You don't have to worry about that. Now they're pushing the experimental shots on the kids. And Fauci sitting here saying, well, you didn't play the one clip where I said this, that, and that. No, we play all the other ones where you say the direct opposite. If this isn't a devil incarnate, I don't know what is. I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what is. Fauci called for a nation shutdown of schools. 
quote, the one thing I do advise, and I said this in multiple hearings and multiple briefings, multiple, not one time, multiple, not one clip, multiple hearings, multiple briefings, that right now we have to start implementing both containment and mitigation. And what was done when you closed the schools is mitigation. Now, why won't he own that? Why won't he own it? Because he's a devil. He's a liar. And his daddy was a liar from the beginning and a murderer too. And Fauci's both. He's a liar and a murderer. Yeah, he may not be pulling the, the, the trigger. He may not be pumping the, the stuff out of the syringe into the arm. But by propagating it, pushing it forward, he's just as guilty. The New York Times, America's paper of record, <laughs> okay, reports that Fauci gave his blessing to Mayor Bill de Blasio to shut down the New York City school system. De Blasio, April 11th, 2020, this morning. Lord knows having to tell you that we cannot bring our schools back for the remainder of the school year is painful. Oh, it's, it's so painful. Yet we're not going to get to indoctrinating. No, this is live, Cashley. Um, a remainder of the school year is painful. It's painful. We're not going to get to indoctrinate them more, but we're going to but we're going to indoctrinate them through fear. That's what they're doing. But I can also tell you it's the right thing to do. Yeah, how can you tell me that, Bill? Does that come outside of you? See, this is this is what Christians argue. Do we determine truth ourselves from within ourselves? Because look, we if we're honest, we all know our hearts lead us astray. This idea of you follow your heart stuff, unless it's led by the Holy Spirit, it's probably being led in the wrong direction. The fact of the matter is, we get our directions, our commands, our instructions from outside of us. We point back to the unchanging Word of God. Oh, Tim, there's lots of Bibles. No, there's not. There's one. There's lots of translations, some of them good, some of them bad, but there's only one Bible. And he goes on and he says this. This is part of the report. This is from Eliza Shapiro. De Blasio said he spoke to Dr. Fauci last night who agreed with his decision to keep the schools closed. Here's who I'm thinking about today. NYC's 114,000 homeless students, 200,000 students with disabilities, and 750,000 students who are low-camp. You know what? I'm thinking about them too. And part of the thing is, I wonder where the church is in New York City. Where's the church in New York Where are the parents at in New York? Stop and think about that a second. Everybody talks about they want less government, but they don't want to be part of the solution of coming in and replacing government with what we should be replacing it with, which is the body of Christ. You want to see the fulfillment of where the Bible talks about the government shall rest upon us. We, we say it at Christmas all the time, right? At, around the Christmas season. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. You know, unto us his son is good, right? It shall be upon him. How's he doing that? Through his church. Through his church. You people who are waiting for him with a rod of iron out in the future somewhere. No, no, no. Go read in Psalm 2. Go read Revelation chapter 2, I think it is, where he talks about, I'll give him a rod of iron, just as I have one, and am 
using it now. And that's in the first century. You know, there's not a lot of messages talked about the ascension of Christ. The importance of. How do we know the prince and the power of the air, the devil himself, Satan himself, didn't take out Christ when he left? And by the way, I want people to go back and read Acts chapter 1. How does it say he, he ascended into heaven? It, a cloud took him up. Everybody focuses on the physical aspect, but let me ask you something. When Jesus appeared to the disciples, how did he get in that room? That locked door and all? Hmm. Does your physical body go through a door? I'm just asking a question. A locked door, does it go through it? There's something different going on. They recognize him. There's no question about that. But there's something different about his body that isn't like us. It, it just isn't. It's different. How can he walk along the road and guys not recognize him and all of a sudden when he breaks the bread, they see who he is. There's something different with his body. But what I want you to notice when you go to Acts chapter 1, it says, he will come in like manner. Like manner of what? As he went, how did he go? A cloud received him up. How did he tell the Sanhedrin when he was before them he was going to come? You're going to see the Son of Man coming in a physical body. Is that what he said? Nope. He said, you're going to see him coming on the clouds with power and great glory. And when you go back in the Old Testament and you look at that, you see God coming in clouds and judging. And he said, you guys are going to see it. That's not at the end of time. He's talking about he's going to come and there's going to be a demonstration of it with the clouds. And did they see it? Yep, you bet they did. You bet they did. Then we have Fauci slams Ron DeSantis after the Florida governor announced he wanted to get schools open as soon as possible. Wait a minute. Ron, I thought you didn't shut anything down. I thought you didn't succumb to the tyrants. I thought you didn't push any of this stuff. Huh? I thought you were pure as the wind-driven snow. He says, if you have a situation where you don't have a real good control over an outbreak and you all allow children together, they will likely get infected, Fauci said. Nonsense. Nonsense. Fauci's own website, the NIH, I told you the other week, I had the link to it, has a study, hundreds of pages long, showing the connection between the rollout of 5G and the convicts. And it happens with every rollout of new technology. People get sick. What is the sickness usually? The sickness usually is flu-like symptoms. This one seemed to have a little more than that. Okay, it seemed to have a little more than that. But again, here's the situation we're in. Now, this is from 2020. This is um, August the 4th, 2020. Fauci on the schools. Take a listen to what he has to say. School, there are some areas where the level may be low, but not absent and maybe a little troublesome. You might want to the schedule, a hybrid, part online, part in person, morning, afternoon, um, alternating days, whatever it is at the local authorities. And that there may be some areas that the level of virus is so high that it would not be prudent to bring the children back to school. So you can't make one statement about bringing children back to school in this country. It depends on where you are. And we've got to be very flexible. Yeah, but but I didn't I never said anything about 
you know, shutting down schools. I, I never said anything about that. I wish I could do his little squeaky leprechaun voice. I, I, I wish I could do that. Here's another one. This is him on a Communist News Network. And he's saying that he, he you, you, can, you can open schools for instruction once you've gotten the virus. The unproven, unsubstantiated virus, SARS-CoV-2. Once you've got it under control, take a listen. All black and white, it isn't all yes or no, but in general, if you're in a And this is really low, I'm sorry. Well, you have a very low level of infection and test positivity that in general you can open the schools with impunity as long as your heads up and you have a Okay, I I apologize for that, but he, he's basically saying, you know, you have to you have to sit here and do this, uh this kind of thing. Uh, Cashley, uh, the church is the people of God. It's not a building. It's not an. It's not some kind of, you know, political organization. It's the people of God. Uh, when you go and deal with somebody in one of the groups the other day, the church is the assembly of the people of God. And when we were talking about this before, uh, with I think it was Brent Winters, something hit my mind. You know, we talk about in some states they're called assemblymen or representatives. And when people have a town hall meeting, it's called an assembly. We're supposed to be the assembly of the people of God. And so that's part of the issue is that we're to come together, not just in a building for some you know, religious teaching. We, we, we need that. Don't get me wrong. We do need that teaching. That's what God has given us teachers, Ephesians 4, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. The people are to be the, the ministers, not the guy in the, in the pulpit. Okay? He's like the coach. He's the guy who tells us what we're supposed to do, reminds us what we're supposed to do, calls us to do it, and then we're the ones who go out and to do it. So, yes, if you want to say the Sons of Liberty is a church, we are part of the church. We're not a church, but we are part of the one teaching. Well, you determine that. Are you being taught in the right way or are you being taught in the wrong way? That'd be the question you have to ask yourself. You know, the Bereans, when Paul came and he taught them things, what did they do? They went to the scriptures to say, mm, we're going to check you out, Paul, and see if you're right. Check me out. Check Bradley out. I'm open to criticism. Everybody in this in, in the chat, everybody on the radio knows that I'll, I'll take that. I'll evaluate that, and I'll say, no, I don't think that you're right on this. Or, you know, yeah, you make some points here. I, I, I have no problem doing that. Here's some more. And I apologize for the volume on that last one. That that was kind of yeah. It wasn't. It was that. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool, Cashley. I, we appreciate you being in and uh, learn with us. I mean, I, you know, everybody will tell you I'm learning along the process too. And any man who's not learning is not is is dying. If they're not learning, they're dying. Uh, so yeah, happy to have you in on D Live. Thank you, Cashley, for your for your comments as well. Uh, <clears throat> Fauci. Does it again. Claims he had nothing to do with the shutdowns. <laughs> You're going to like this. And this is a compilation. Check it out. Oh, mercy. I clicked on the thing and it took me to Twitter. All right. So here we are. We're going to try to play this as soon as it comes up. And do you here we regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. He advised it. to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that 
is by draconian means of essentially shutting down draconian means we know that we can do that if we shut down we can do it well i think one of the we'll things you really power. need to do to the extent that you can shut down mm. temporarily mm. the country i think is important well if i knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread obviously we would have shut down earlier i have better music say you shut down you dis- destructive things by disrupting the economy and others say well if you save so many infections by shutting down why did you shut down two weeks earlier but i don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially um i want to say shutting down i mean essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How could we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. So, So here again, we go back, and yeah, my music was better. They should play the Benny Hill music there. They, they really should. This is this is part of the problem. And, you know, earlier we were told that Fauci uh, didn't recommend any lockdowns at all, not just with the kids, with these. Now, the reason I'm doing this is not to – I don't care about the clickbait stuff. I, I don't care about the number. I, I've already told you the first thing. I, I just don't trust the, the views or any of that stuff. The reason I'm saying it is we need to bring justice, and that's going to happen at the local level first. It's going to start there, okay? Forget D.C., forget trying to get the, the big pharma pimps who, who contribute to all these people's campaigns to get them back in office. They control them. They're their sugar daddies, and they're out there pimping the shot and all the rest of their drugs and everything else. Forget that. You're the solution. You and me. We're the solution. This one I played for you before. This is him on Rising. I don't even know what television network this is on, but anyway. This chick is uh, a kiss in his fanny, all right? And, oh, I appreciate you, Dr. Fauci. I appreciate you saying that because, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a useful idiot. And I, I, well, I, watch. I so appreciate what you're I saying, so Dr. Fauci. I appreciate with her little target. star of David um, on. At the same time, there were... Um, authorities that made different decisions than the CDC's recommendations, for example, on school closures, and they did not see higher levels of child mortality when it comes to COVID. And meanwhile, the schools that did close down were now seeing just disastrous levels of learning loss among poor children, children of color, mental health crisis. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything. (laughs) You're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC. And she sits there agency like a doofus epidemiologist and their science. Yes. Yes. I'm shaking my head. Recommendations. Clearly, whenever you close schools, there are collateral effects that are negative. Yes. I have always been well aware of that. And no. I have always felt, and you go back and look at my statements. But we did. We, we played them just a minute ago. We can to keep the Dr. Liar. open and safe. And by the, safe Dr. Means, if you need to wear masks in that, 
wear masks. Okay, I, I'm not better gonna, ventilation. I'm not going to listen to any more of this. Ah, uh, be quiet. I, I'm not going to listen to the leprechaun here. We just played him saying all of the things he thought about about shutting down the schools. And here's this lady with a little Zionist star on, acting like she knows what's going on, and she's going, I hope you'll come back on my show again because I get a lot of ratings when you come back on my show. Please come on my show again. That's what she's doing. Make no mistake about it. That's what's going on there. This has nothing to do with getting to the truth, or she would have played all of the clips before that I played, or at least the ones that were in existence before then, where he was doing exactly what he said he wasn't doing. Oh, my goodness. Here's others. It wasn't just the schools. It was the whole country. This is one. My question for you is, what was the most crucial decision you had to make during the pandemic, and what was the critical thought process that took you through it? Yeah, the most crucial, it was a decision to make a recommendation to the president. It wasn't my decision that I could implement. And when it became plausible deniability, we had um, community spread in the country with a few cases of community spread. This was way before there was a major explosion like we saw in the Northeastern corridor driven by New York City metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Um, and that was very difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. Um, but there was no way to stop the explosive spread that we knew would occur if we didn't do that. And unfortunately, since we actually did not shut down completely the way China did, the way Korea did, the way Taiwan did, uh, we actually did see spread even though we shut down. And I know for those of you who follow this in the media, if you look at the things that, are, for example, have happened in the southern part of the country in Florida, Texas, Georgia, Arizona, and California, where they had a big spike in infection when they tried to so-called open up carefully, there were so many people in society who were just not paying attention to the public health guidelines. And you saw the pictures in the media, crowded bars, no masks, indoors. I mean, that's a perfect recipe for disaster. All right, here, here's the perfect recipe for disaster is when you get guys like this advising. See, he's got plausible deniability. He'd say, well, I could, I could recommend it, but I, I, I'm not the one who shut down everything. Well, the obvious question is, well, why didn't you recommend not shutting down everything? You were backing it. You were saying it was okay to do. This is this guy. This is the guy. Here he is again. He's talking about, oh, we didn't do it like China. We didn't do it like Taiwan and this, that, and the other. And then he comes right behind it, and he says this. How concerning is Whoops. the outbreak in China? We see the lockdown in Shanghai, and the State Department now ordering families out all non-essential workers out of Shanghai? Well, China has, has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States. Although that prevents the spread of infection, and remember early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns 
to get people vaccinated so that when you open uh, up, you uh, won't. Oh, 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 okay. We're just going to cut them off there. They have better results. Do we have any documentation on that? Nope. We have zero evidence of that. Zero evidence. Why? I'm going to tell you. Pay attention real carefully. There is no virus. Locking people down doesn't stop the transmission. This is why people like Fauci, Burks, your governors, their press people, and all this other would do their little theater. Oh, yeah. No, you can stand a little closer, you know, when the camera comes on. Or, no, we need to put it on because it's theater. You, you've all heard the hot mics, right? I mean, if you haven't, we've got stuff at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Look it up. We've got the vo- the video showing them that this is what they're doing. They don't believe in this thing any more than I do. I'm telling you, they're using invisible weapons against us. Oh, Tim, you got your tenfold hat on. Yeah, but I don't have my blindfold on. I'm not covering my eyes to the truth of what's going on here. And notice, 5G, the rollout of 5G, and I'm not saying, look, we've, we've, got, we've had Cordy Hillis on who's given us uh, uh, the ability uh, to protect ourselves from not only 5G, but from all kinds of EMF that we get around our house through electricity and everything else. That does damage to our body. Our body's set to repair it, but my goodness, if we're going to be overwhelmed with EMF, it's going to hurt us. It's going to damage us. The fact of the matter is, is that nobody's talking about that anymore. That's off the radar. Barely any alternative media is speaking about that anymore. People in other countries are acting against it, though. They are dealing with it. Here's another one. Well, this is, uh, this is the same thing I just played here. Um, you use lockdowns to do what? What did Fauci just say? To get people vaccinated. In other words, you use force, you use cutting them off from society, you use whatever you got to do, peer pressure, manipulation, a bunch of Karens pointing you out in the supermarket or whatever the case may be, to get the people vaccinated. Guess what, guys who have remained unvaccinated or unshot, I should say it that way, because vaccine is what it's not. And I don't know what goes on with my program here that it cuts off a little early, but you guys can catch the rest of this. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, Red State Talk Radio. We had a little bit more, and for whatever reason, this thing is done. I haven't got my computer back yet. So we'll talk to you on the other side as we finish up here. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Talk to you there. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming in from Red State Talk Radio. And one of the things is, is that how many of you out there who are listening to me have not taken not one shot, not a test, not a CPR test? You haven't taken anything. How many of you are feeling just fine? How, how many of you have been sick during this three years? A little or a lot? Yep. Not felt good. Had flu-like symptoms, all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yet, Fauci says, use the, the lockdowns to push the, uh, the vaccine. He also praised the Chinese um, in their lockdowns. You heard that in there, too. They, they, oh, they did a good job. You know, it's this, that, and the other. Then here he is before Congress. Why you're asking me about lockdowns, because there were not complete lockdowns in this country. There were restrictions, oh, obviously, bullcrap. but there were not lockdowns. China is now...
going into a real lockdown. So I would disagree with characterizing whatever went on in this country as a full lockdown. Well, of course, the leprechaun's going to do that because he's going to tell you there's gold at the end of the rainbow over there, which there isn't. And he's going to say the the fact of the matter is, well, there's not real lockdowns. Well, maybe not to the point that China was doing it where they're busting in people's you know, apartments or like we saw in Australia and we had our friend uh, Thanos on to talk about just a lady who posted on social media that they wanted to gather out in the park and protest what was going on. And they come get her in her pajamas. She was pregnant, for goodness sake. Come into her house. Oh, we're going to get you in this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something. This boy here, I see that coming. I know what the end result is. Might as well go ahead and get it over with. Have the confrontation. This is what your Second Amendment is for as Amer- Americans. It's what your Second Amendment is for. It is to defend yourself. Yeah, but, but Jesus said you don't resist evil with evil. We're not talking about resisting evil with evil. We're talking about reproaching it with good. Oh my goodness. The fact that people don't put together that godly men stand for the truth, for righteousness, against tyranny, against ungodliness, against sinfulness. The fact they don't understand that tells you how far we've come from the foundations we had back in the 14 and 1500s. It, it, ah. That is not evil to repel evil. It is good. It is good. Go read about how Abraham went with 300, more than 300 trained men out of his own family to fight against the kings to get his nephew back. Was that evil because they kidnapped his son or kidnapped his nephew? Or was it good? When Samson went and whooped the Philistines, hundreds of them, with the jawbone of an ass, was that good or was it bad? Was it evil? Hmm? When Gideon and his 300 men, we read about this in church yesterday. This is part of where I'm going to go here in just a little bit. Was that good when he went against the Midianites and destroyed them? Or was that evil? Hmm? Just kind of curious as to where your mind goes as to what's good and evil. But Tim, we're supposed to turn the other cheek. Yeah, we are. Look, when it comes to an individual dealing with us, and they want to name-call us, slap us for no reason, but they're not threatening our life. They just want to be cruel and mean. Well, the Bible says you're, you're not to sit there and repay evil for evil. That's not what you're doing. You're not going to turn around and just smack them in the face. Oh, but I'm, I'm defending myself. How is a slap to your face a threat to your life? I'm just going to ask you that. It may be humiliating. I'm not saying that. But many of our forebearers, and I'm talking about those who bore the name of Christ, endured all kinds of stuff that they didn't consider a threat to their life. I mean, we can go back to the Scottish Covenanters. We've had we've talked about that on the show plenty of times. Some of them would not engage in they they were pacifists. There was no question. Godly men, but they were pacifists. And there were other Scottish Covenanters who believed they, it was their duty to defend those, even though they were pacifists, and they loved them. And they were right. I think they were right in what they did. But many of them endured all kinds of humiliation. Humiliation is not a threat on your life. Somebody comes and wants to put a deadly drug in your body, your kid's body, your wife's body, your neighbor's body. Oh, you better know 
that you need to take a stand. And if you don't, you're cowardly. You're cowardly when you see it and know it. If you don't know it, it's one thing. But if you know it, you're cowardly. Here's another one. I never did anything about lockdowns. Here's Fauci with China's Zong Nanshan. I don't know. I guess I'm saying his name correctly. Here they are colluding over lockdowns and mass vaccinations. Take a listen. Okay, thank you, Sheila. You know, th th there are so many questions to consider. The one that I think is very important that seems to dominate the discussion throughout the world, but certainly in the United States, relates to one of the slides that uh, Dr. Zhang showed where you have the balance between the economic considerations and the health considerations. There's a constant understandable need to open up the country and get back to normal. I keep getting asked that question every time I give an interview, every time I have a discussion. Everyone wants to get back to some form of normality. But if one does it too quickly, and as Dr. Zhang has mentioned what I often say, jump the gun or do it too quickly, what happens is that you can get a resurgence of infection. So the question is, what is the right balance of continuing to put stringent public health measures at the same time as you gradually open up the economy and open up the country? It's very risky. If you go too fast, you'll have a setback. If you go too slow, you have a lot of the suffering. No evidence that for Dr. what he's Zhang saying at spoke all. About. None, the zero. He doesn't cite anything. The economic just, problems. It's a very propaganda. delicate balance that the students need to consider how difficult that type of balance is to maintain. Mm. Yeah, okay. so hey. All right, so I'm going to have this up in the in the archive. It's like four and a half minutes long. They go back and forth with this kind of thing about lockdowns, mass vaccinations, the whole nine yards. I, I'm bringing years. There, there's now almost three years of this documentation through his own words that this guy is a criminal against the people of the United States. And I would say it goes further than that because people have listened to him across the world. By the way, Mr. Wordsworth interjects here a quote from whom he calls Dr. Faustian Bargain. <laughs> That's hilarious. Here's the quote. Importantly, certain tenets of the Jesuit tradition have sustained me throughout my life and career. Hmm. Tied right back to Roman Catholicism. You need to understand who your enemies are. And I'm not saying every Roman Catholic is my enemy. I, I, I don't believe that at all. I'm saying the doctrines, the the tenets of Roman Catholicism are, one, apostate. In other words, they have departed from the true biblical Christian faith. They, they just, when you have to continually offer Christ in a Mass, and that's what a Mass is, as a continual operation of Christ, saying this bread and this cup uh, of wine turns into the literal body and blood of Jesus. In other words, they want you to be cannibals. And that's what a lot of Christians were were accused of being in the early centuries. They were accused of cannibalism because Jesus said, well, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. That's not what he's... He's not talking about cannibalism. 
He's talking about feasting on him, not the physical body, but about who he is as the son of God. That's what he's talking. He's talking metaphorically there. He's not talking about a wooden literal sense. He's not doing that. When he takes the bread and the cup at the Last Supper, he is not sitting there saying, hey, this is really my body. I know you guys don't get it. This is not really my blood. I know you guys don't get it. That's not what he's doing. But Rome not only does that, they take the Virgin Mary, and she's no longer she was no longer a virgin after the birth of Christ. The Bible tells us that Joseph did not know her. That means the sexual intercourse, the consummation of their marriage, because they were betrothed before. He did not know her until after Christ was born. After Christ was born, did Joseph know her? You better know he did, just like any husband would, his own wife. It's a natural thing to know your wife. To have a relationship that's intimate that nobody else has. In the privacy of your own bedroom, in your own room, by the way, for those who want to take it out in the public sphere into pornography. It's, it's for your own bedroom. The book of Hebrews says the marriage bed is undefiled. That's what it's for. It's for intimacy between husband and wife. In the same manner that Christ and his church has intimacy that Christ does not have with the world. If we're a part of the body of Christ, if we're part of the church, the assembly, the people of God, we have an intimacy with the living God and with his Son that other people don't have. We have peace that passes understanding. We have enlightenment that the Spirit of God gives us because we are His and because the Spirit has been given to us. It's completely different than the stuff that Fauci is promoting here. Fauci promotes this occultic kind of I know everything and you don't know so let me show you the light kind of stuff. Now with that said... The Sons of Liberty are all about justice. We believe justice ought to be rendered. It's part of God's character. But if all we hold out is justice, where's the good news in that? Well, it's good news in the fact that you get rid of bad people. <laughs> okay? It's good about that. But what about any mercy? Because Jesus said justice and mercy the Pharisees forgot. They were making up laws for themselves so they could somehow make themselves feel like they were righteous and had attained something before God that they could put before him and says, don't you know, we're the children of Abraham. Whom Jesus would say that they're not the children of Abraham, but rather their daddy's the devil. Their father's the devil. We read this yesterday. We've been going through the Beatitudes I want to read these to you. And this is for, you know, I would say even this is for Dr. Fauci if he's repentant. If he would confess his sins and his lies and his deception and his murderous intents and all this other stuff and his lust and his greed and everything else that ties along. Because he's got patents on all this stuff, so he's making money on all the shots and the quote-unquote viruses and everything else. This is for you, Dr. Fauci, if you repent but if you want, there's nothing to look forward to but a fearful expectation of judgment. And boy, 
you know, you are way too close to the grave. And I might die today. The Lord may deal with me then. I have no idea. But age-wise, Dr. Fauci, you are really, really, really close to judgment. And all this stuff, your appearances on TV, your your praise by men, all of the things you've done, all the wicked things that you've done in murdering people here in America, and you have done it, and you've advised for it to be done, they're going to be called into account for you. They are. And the message is for Dr. Fauci is the same as it is for everybody listening to me who thinks they're a goody two-shoes. Repent. Turn from your sin, leave it behind, be reconciled unto God through his son, the Lord Jesus. That's why Jesus died. He died for sinners, in the place of sinners. You say, why would he die for sinners? Because the wages of sin is death. God said, if you sin, the soul that sins shall surely die. Why do people die? Because of sin. Because of lawlessness. They violated God's law, his natural moral law, and his revealed law. In the word of God, Exodus 20, 1 to 17. But listen to what the Bible says, Matthew chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. It's not the haughty, and the puffed up, and the proud. It's not the ones who think they're the greatest of this, that, and the other, the most worshipful and... They think they have the best in mind for everybody else. It's the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall become... How many of you have mourned, especially for your own sin? Not just the sin of the world, but your own sin. Oh my goodness. If you're in the Word every day, are you not convicted of your own sin? Seriously, are you not convicted of how wicked you are? You know, it's easy to point the finger at everybody else, especially politicians. They're easy targets and stuff. I, I grant it. What about, what about self? Oh, my friends, I, I can tell you. Whether I'm in church or whether I'm looking at the scripture, ugh. God doesn't even have to name off the particular sin. You're reading a passage and the Holy Spirit puts the finger right on there and says, you were doing this, you were thinking that, you should correct this. You're, you're in violation of that. Now he doesn't, I don't think that the Spirit of God does it to his people for a, a fact of condemnation. I think he does it like a loving father does to his son. You know, my daddy used to tell me, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, right? He gets, my dad used to use the belt. And my dad used to fold it up and he'd do that snap. You guys, did you guys ever have a dad who did the snap with the belt? It was like a Indiana Jones whip crack or something like that. And he's telling me it's going to hurt me, right? Or it's going to hurt him more. It's going to hurt me. I, I got to tell you, I just, as a father of 10, I'm, I, it wasn't like that for me. I'm like, I want to get it out of the way so I can love on you and I can push you in the right direction. That I want, it wasn't an issue of hurt. It was like, quick, quick, quick. I know it's going to hurt. And I want to love you. I want to hug you. I want to point you to the scripture. I want to pray with you that God will give you repentance. And I want to see God do something good out of that. It wasn't an issue of hurting me. 
It wasn't even an issue of trying to hurt my kids, but I know if I didn't get their attention with that, they would continue on in what they're doing. And a loving father will correct his children. Sometimes it's done with just a look. You ever seen that in the Proverbs? How the eyes, you know, you look at your kid like, what the heck are you doing? Stop that. I had to give my son that the other day. Sometimes it's with a spanking, corporal punishment. I don't beat my kids. I don't do that at all. I get their attention. Why? Because I don't want some guy dressed in blue teaching my son or daughter a lesson that I should have taught them at home. Okay? That's important. Back to the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Who's the meek? Who's the meek? There are those who have this tremendous ability to defend themselves, to fight off the evils. and this. They're, they're like the Lord Jesus. He sat before his shearers as a sheep and opened not his mouth, as the prophet says. They have the ability to take on a whole bunch of people, but they don't. They shall inherit the earth. Or, clearly, in this context, you can look at the, look up the word earth and what's used there. The land. They shall inherit the land that's promised to them. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, if Carol Ann doesn't mind, I'm going to bring her out. And Carol Ann is one who has, I, I, if I understand correctly, you you correct me if I'm wrong, Carol Ann. I, I don't, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I, I just want to hold you up as an example of somebody I've seen. Uh, Carol Ann was baptized during um, her time listening to Sons of Liberty. Uh, she came, my understanding is, and correct me if I'm wrong, she came out of Roman Catholicism. And she has a hunger for the Word of God. That's a hunger for thir- and thirst for righteousness. That, I want to use that as an example. I had that same hunger. Everybody I know who's become a real believer in Christ, who's experienced a new birth, they have a hunger to know history, that's one, and to know the Bible. They, they have a hunger for both that they never had before. They never had that before. Who put that in them? Did they just come up with that on their own? Was that just religion working in them? Come on, guys. People who want to argue that way, come on. What changes a person to that that extent? There has to be something external that happens, and it happens in them to change them in that manner. What, What happens? It changes their disposition towards evil, towards that which is good. It's unexplainable unless you read the scriptures. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a tremendous testimony that is. And I can tell you, when somebody tells me stuff like, little things like that, that's where the light goes on in me, where I say, yep, you had the real thing. You had something real going on there, just like I did. Because I can tell you, I did all the other stuff they told me, the church told me I did. Read the Romans Road, you know, go through this track, uh, walk the aisle, get baptized, um, you know, say you're a sinner, confess your sins, blah, blah. Look, you're going to automatically do some of that stuff anyway if, you, if you've really been converted. You can't explain it. It's like being born. Let me ask you something. How many of you can explain how you were born? I mean, you know you came down the birth canal, right? 
Some person delivered you. Maybe it was a doctor. Maybe it was somebody in the back of a taxi cab. I don't know. You can't explain it. You just know you're alive. You were dead. You were in non-existence. And now you're alive. And Jesus says the same thing. You can look at the wind. You can see where it blows. You can see the evidence of it blowing. But you can't see the wind. And he says, so is everyone born of the Spirit. John chapter 3. And then he says this in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let me tell you something. If God has given you mercy, if he has shown you mercy, and mercy is completely independent of the law because the law says you're condemned, this is the punishment. And the Bible says the soul that sins will surely what? Die. Sin is transgression of law. So the soul that violates the law shall surely die. Mercy is independent from that. And yet Jesus said you need to learn justice and mercy. That's where you need to be focused on. The weightier things of the law. Let me give you an example of this. This is out of Psalm chapter 41, which I think Jesus has in mind when he's saying this part about mercy. To the chief magician, a psalm of David, blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble, the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing, thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. This isn't this is what an echo of what would come forth in James when it talks about Is there any sick among you? Let him come for the elders and let them anoint him with oil and confess his sins, and he will be healed, and his sins will be forgiven. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I am sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to himself. Now look, David's at the same time he's calling for mercy. He's saying, look at my enemy. He's a wicked man. When is his name going to perish? And he come to see me and he's speaking vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. And all that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. And evil disease say they cleaveth me fast unto me. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. For thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me. And raise me up that I may requite them. Now here's the issue. At the same time, David's calling for mercy. He's saying, look upon my enemies. Look at what they're doing to me, Lord. Now, he's not calling out for mercy for them. He's calling out for mercy for himself. Why is that? Because David knows, apart from the grace of God, and we use this as a sort of a, a slogan, he would be in the same place as his enemy. More on that in a second. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. 
And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And I can say amen. Let me give you real life, for instance. Uh, you guys have known I've mentioned a film called To End All Wars. And uh, this film was done by a friend of mine called uh, named uh, Brian Godawa. He did the screenwrite for it. And um, I, I highly recommend it. Let me see if I can get this in here right. I highly recommend it to adults. Okay. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to recommend it to, for your children. And, and mainly because of the, violent, the level of violence and the level of language in it. And uh, you can pick this up. Amazon has it where you can watch it, but you can pick up a DVD copy. If you're on Vudu, you can pick it up pretty cheap there. This is based off a real-life World War I story. Uh, Brian and them got Kiefer Sutherland to do this before he became uh, he did the Jack Bauer thing with 24. You want to see a presentation of the gospel? Oh, my goodness. Watch this film. You will see the depravity of man. You will see the worship of emperors, the, the state, by the Japanese. The superiority of men thinking that one race is better than the other and they can treat the others like dogs. And then what you will do is you will see how one guy who's a prisoner of war begins to teach other men how if a kernel of wheat fall into the ground... It will bring forth much fruit. Yeah, that's right out of the scripture. To the point where he is called to do the same thing that Jesus did for his people, and that is to give his life for them. Even those who were wicked, openly wicked, he would give his life for. Highly recommend that. You will, be, you will really be blown away. And I don't know who's ringing my doorbell at this time of morning, but there it is. Another one is this, Psalm chapter 31, and we're going to end on this. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Ah. Look who David appeals to. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Thy righteousness. Yeah, that's my daughter with, uh, with Tristan. I don't know why the door is locked. I didn't have the door locked. Anyway, bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. And therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Oh, those are the words of Jesus, isn't it? Mm, yeah, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. And then listen to what he says here in the next few verses. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities and hast not shut me up in the hand of my enemy, of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul in my belly. 
For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach upon all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear of mine acquaintances. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mine. I am a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face shine upon thy servants. Save me for thy mercies sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed. Huh. Let me not be ashamed, but let the wicked be ashamed. And let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. And he goes on to praise God for who he is, for his goodness, for his righteousness, for his justice, all this. You say, why do you, why do you bring this in? Why do you bring this in? We're talking about Fauci. Shouldn't we be getting Fauci? Yep, we should. We should be bringing justice in. What I want you to see is David's prayers. David acknowledges his own need of God's mercy. But in the face of his enemies who are rebellion against God, what does he do? Calls for God to fight on his behalf. Calls for God to fight on his behalf. Now, I believe God can take out Fauci by himself. He has no problem doing that in the natural course of things or the unnatural course of things. But God often used means. Read your Old Testament. Read the New Testament. God uses means to deal with people, whether it is to bring them to mercy or to bring them to justice. The question is, for those who are listening, are you the means that God is going to use to bring people like Fauci and others who have conspired against you, who've lied to you, who have led others down to the depths of destruction? Is he calling you to do that? Or is he saying, eh, just leave it up to me? Ask yourself the question. Because the reality is, is this. We are to be people of mercy because we've been given mercy. But we're also to be people who bring justice. Why? In the midst of justice, justice is the fulfillment of the law here, isn't it? Now, the Bible talks about love is fulfilling the law. That's true. That's if you've completely done that. There's no question about it. But what is justice? It's the end of the law, isn't it? If you violate the law, you bring justice. Do you glorify God in that? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You bring just you glorify God just as much in bringing justice as you do in showing mercy. Both of those are aspects of God's character. And I don't make people do what they do. And by the way, for people who say, "Oh, you're just a fatalist," God doesn't make people do what they do. Is it part of his decree? Yep, has he decreed it from all eternity? Yep. Do they want to do what they do? Yep, they do. And therefore, they can be judged because of their desires in doing what they're going to do. Let me give you one instance and we're going to close out the show. 
when Israel sinned against God, they were warned and they were warned and they were warned and they were warned and they were warned. And they were called to repentance. And God sent them prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, all these guys. And they warned. And God said, I'm going to send my army. It's going to be led by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And they're going to come in and they're going to take you and your sons and your daughters captives. Because you, you wouldn't listen to me. You wouldn't obey my commands. And what happened? God used an ungodly pagan army that he called his to judge his people Israel. And he took them into captivity. And then what happened? God judged Babylon for their wicked deeds against his people. I like them apples. Yeah. He used them and he judged them because they were wicked. Why? Because they wanted something. They desired their desires were wicked. God's was pure and it was good. Just like Joseph says in Genesis chapter 50. So when I get people who come in on rumble and say, you don't know what you're talking about. People make choices. Yeah, they make choices. Nobody said they didn't make choices. The problem is seeing that they had wicked desires, but God had a good intention in what he was doing. And those people don't want to acknowledge that. And therefore, they find themselves in Romans 1 where they want to—they don't want to worship the four-footed creature. They want to worship the two-footed creature. Their own minds. Their own enlightenment. Their own whatever you want to call it. Let's not be like that. Let's glorify God for who he is and for what he's done and for what he does do and for what he will do. Let's condemn the wicked Let's bring the law to bear and let's show mercy to whom God would show mercy. You say, how do I know that? What's well, evident, isn't it? Doesn't the ones who have received mercy from God, aren't they also the ones who demonstrate the qualities of mercy? Yeah, they are. And we should be willing to open up our hearts and show mercy to those who desire mercy, who really desire mercy. Not those who just say, oh, you know, I have worldly sorrow, but it isn't turning me. It isn't giving me repentance. I don't have godly sorrow. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real repentance that brings forth fruit. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 today, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there's an education video. <laughs> we'll check it out. That'll be changed up. SonsLibertyMedia.com, and then we'll be back in the morning to see you bright and early, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Talk to you then.